This episode is brought to you by the hilarious novel FIFO by Aaron Weston, available on Aaron Weston Author Instagram account. Alright, enjoy the show. Hi everyone and welcome to the Aaron White Show and I'm your host Aaron. Today we have a fantastic guest, Liam. Liam is a transgender musician and a driller in the mines. Welcome to the show, Liam. Hey, Mac. Cool. Um, yeah, basically we can talk about whatever you want today. We've got 40 minutes to play with. I just want to hear your story and yeah, especially what's it like being transgender in mining and basically whatever you want to do. Yeah, no worries. Um, well, I grew up Harvey, which is down south. It's about two hours down from Perth. Little, little small town. I left school really early, well, probably halfway through year 10. I just just got bullied, just too different, very shy. Um, I've been working now in mining for 16 years to, as a driller, 10 years or 11 years down at Boddington. And uh, yeah, singer, songwriter, dance, and I'm very much into my spirituality. And yeah, transgender, proud as. That's ah, sweet as. So yeah. the bullying in, in high school, did you know that you wanted to be a male then? Or what, what was going on with that? Why were you yeah. different? What do you mean? In high school, I knew. Well, it was very hard because transgender wasn't even, it wasn't even known back then, you know, like 39 years old. It wasn't yep. known back then that you could be transgender. I just thought that I just remember sitting in a courtyard thinking, sitting by myself, just thinking that I had to have a sex change to be normal. And I was so confused that I pretty much just pushed it away and didn't think about it again. Every, you know, thought about it a little bit, but it was just couldn't happen. You couldn't come out trans. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Like didn't know what it was. So yeah, I knew in high school and then I kind of just thought I was a lesbian for a while and I did that for a while, but yeah, I'd lost a bit with the, yeah. So I knew in, in, in high school. Yep. Yep. So you thought must be, yeah, it must be a lesbian. So you, so you've never been attractive to guys or have you been attracted to guys at all on that? No, I was with a guy for six years, engaged and everything. I thought I'd try it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? Did, engaged. Did, did it feel fake or did it feel right or? I know I loved him. I did. Oh, yeah. um, and I thought I was bisexual and I told him that from the very start, but never ended that way, but he got me into mining. So that was something I was very grateful of that I was with him for that. And then one day I just said, no, just not going to do it anymore. And I came out as a lesbian, but I was with some guys, not many though. Yeah. Not many. I came out uh, 26 yep. and then, yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. What's how, how, how have you been treated in mining? Like knowing, like, um, yeah, since coming out, like my workmates have been, they've been fantastic. I didn't know how it was going to go. It was very, very scary sitting there thinking, however, I'm react. like work's been amazing. Um, it's taken a bit. So I came out what, two and a half years ago now. Yep. And it's been, it's been harder for me mentally inside questioning where do I fit now? Because as a chick, I knew where I fit. I was a girl in mining. Yep. And then I was just, I, I came out and I was expecting to be one of the guys. I was like, yeah, I'll just be one of the guys. I'll just fit in and just be a guy in mining. But it just never felt like it. Never felt like it at all. And then it was only recently, I've been, I've been with this for two years. And it was only recently that I realized that I'm just not one of the guys. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a chick. I'm not a guy. I'm transgender. Yeah. And so that, that was huge for me that 
you know, I, I just feel like I belong somewhere because I was, you know, for, for years I just didn't feel like I belong anymore. I felt out of place yep. and I just, yeah, so just, yeah, that was hard. That been, It's been mental, a lot of mental stuff that I bring on myself, dysphoria, you know, you get the guys that they can do guy stuff. I, I might not be able to. So I get, I used to get huge dysphoria about that. And yeah, until I decided one day, no, no, I'm a transgender. I'm not, I'm not a guy, I'm not a girl. I'm in the middle. And since I decided that work's been a lot easier, much, much easier being at work. But yeah, work and everyone is fantastic though. It was, it was, um, I was very, I was very compassionate with hearing my, like my, we call it dead name. So my previous name is my dead name. So it was, it was hard for a few years, like hearing that after I got used to it, but now it's just Liam and he, it's it's fantastic. Really. That's been really good. That's good. Hey, I'm just going to jump back. Dysphoria or whatever that word was. What's that mean? So dysphoria means I hate my body. I hate certain parts of my body. I've had a double mastectomy, so I don't have breasts anymore. Yeah. So that's gone. But when I work with mainly men, I pretty much work with all men. Yep. You know, they can get out of the they can get out of the drill and they can just stand and pee and yep. just go and the men's stuff. And I couldn't. And so I was comparing myself to that and it was getting me down that I couldn't do that. Yep. You know, it's, it's coming home crying because I just just wanted to, but I couldn't. Yep. So it's it's hate it's that I hate my I call it my bottom area. I don't like to give that bit a name. So I hated that. So I had to work on that uh, to kind of get used to it. So that's what dysphoria is. You just don't like, I don't feel at place with it. You could say, so I don't feel at place with the bottom part of my body. My top part's good now because I have a flat chest yep. and that feels good. But yeah, dysphoria is terrible, terrible thing when you battle it every day. Well, that's what I was wondering. So you still got, the same downstairs that you were born with that hasn't changed. Yeah. No. Are you going to change it down the track or no? Probably in the future. When surgeries maybe advance a little bit, at this stage, you might have to go to America to do it. And that's like 80 to 100 grand. God. Yeah. And it's already been pretty expensive getting the top surgery. I've had a hysterectomy. That was free. Thank goodness. But the, you know, the top surgery, that's seven and a half grand. And then the testosterone. So that's when it advances, maybe I'll, definitely look into getting it but at this stage i'm not there yet i kind of want to i kind of made a thing that I, I wanted to i wanted to get over the dysphoria yep. and get over that part of my body before i had surgeries otherwise who's to say that me holding that in that i hate that part of my body isn't going to lead to issues down the future when i do get the male genital parts now i might get cancer or something down there i, I gotta i gotta heal that part of my body first yep yeah. Can we touch on that? How do they actually do the operation down there? Oh, they take, they can take it from, they, they can take it from here, but like they take a lot of your skin from there. So that's your forearm. Yeah. They can take it from under here. Uh, I'll, I'll explain it because I forgot this is a podcast. So they can take it from your forearm and it's a, they take out the flesh of your flesh yeah. or they can take it from underneath your, just behind your rib cage yeah. or your leg and they'll cut out a big bit of meat mm-hmm. and they'll put it down there, sew it down there. And then you get a skin graft on your arm. So you kind of, it never really grows back fully. You'll always have that looking like you've had a skin graft. I don't know heaps about it because I kind of stopped researching about it. Cause it gave me more dysphoria that I couldn't get it done yet. Yep. 
you know, seeing people have it done and, and that and I just stopped had, having to stop looking at it because I really want it, but it just got me down that I couldn't have it. So I only know, yeah, little bits about it and they could put all implants, same as a, same as a cis guy. So a cis guy is someone that's born natural male. Say he can't get it up. They can put a rod insertion in. They do the same with, yeah, with transgender people, with transgender men. They can put a rod in it so it gets hard and stuff. Do you mentally think and then it gets hard or do you have to pump it or push a button or pump it? Like the, like pump the guys, it. they pump the balls. You pump the balls? Yeah. <laughs> okay. same, as a, same as a cis man. So a cis, if a cis man got it and he couldn't get it up yep. and you pump balls, then it gets hard. And then you, I think you squeeze one ball to get it down. Pump one side to get it up, I think. I think makes yeah. sense. And yeah. there's a reason for having the testicles there. What's cis man? Yeah, cis man. So you're, you're a cis male. Just I'm a transgender guy. male. Yeah. So you were born a male. You've got cis male, cis female. People that are born, so cis female, they're born female yep. and they're female. So yep. I'm transgender because yep. I wasn't born. I'm a trans man because I wasn't born a male. Trans yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. So I identify as a trans man. When I, when I look at gender, yep. I feel you have male, female. For me personally, this is just for me. So anything I say as well, like anything I say, it's my personal journey. Yep. It doesn't mean that I speak for any other transgender person out there and I don't speak for the transgender kids. So anything I'm saying today, yep. it's just me. Just so yep. anyone knows out there, you can't go up to a trans man and say, Liam said this. Yep. That's not nice. Um, so you completely forgot what I was talking about then. Oh, we're talking about uh, yeah, the, the balls and pumping. Them. Oh, no, we're talking about the cis, like what cis actually meant. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I identify it. as a trans man. So male, female, trans man. I feel like I'm in the middle, yep. me personally. Yep. I, I don't associate with being recognised as a, a guy or a man. Yep. For me personally, I like to be known as a trans man. Oh, cool. I've learned something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's only me personally. A lot of transgender people out there would like to be known as male or female. Yep. But um, I feel more comfortable and I was able to work on my dysphoria knowing I'm a trans man. Yep. I'm a man that still has the lady parts down there. Yep. But they're transgender parts in my eyes. So I changed the channel on how I perceive, how I perceive male and female, you know, just so yep. I could cope in life. Yeah. Well, it makes perfect. It's like the, I think it's a Wayne Dyer, Wayne Dyer quote. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So you've just changed Absolutely. the way you look at that. Yeah, it's a brilliant yeah. idea of doing it. And I had to. Otherwise, like every day I was thinking about the fact. I'm sitting at work. I'm like thinking about the fact I don't have a man's parts. And it's, it's, it's very upsetting that yeah. you look like this, you feel like this, you feel fucking awesome. And you got that down there. Well, see, I still need to work on it because I'm still calling it a that. I yep. still got lots of work to go with it. So it is, yeah, as I say, change the channel or something. So it works for me a bit better knowing that. No, sweet. Can we touch on the different things you've gone through? So you've gone through testosterone. Is it replacement? Yep. No, it's not replacement. It's testosterone just taking, I guess, or something. Yeah, just testosterone. It's like I have it every three months. Yeah. It's not replacing. It's putting it in. Yeah. I've had, so I've had the double mastectomy. So both breasts gone. Yeah. And I've had a hysterectomy. Yeah. Which, John, so really, I don't really produce many female, uh, what's the word, hormones much anymore at all. The testosterone took care of that and getting his hysterectomy, it's pretty much all gone. Like I changed a lot with that emotional side of it, having tea. So that's it so far for surgeries and stuff yet. 
did you have the hysterectomy so you would no longer have your period and stuff or yeah i had issues before i had a lot of issues before and it was a case of that and also if you're a if you're classified i was still a female yep in in medicare so if i went and changed my gender marker to male it would have cost me like five i don't know how much like five six grand to have a hysterectomy but it was free because i was still classified as a female that's why I got it done and I did have issues. You can't just walk in and go, I want a hysterectomy. You have to have, and I had lots of issues beforehand. It just didn't, so they just took it all out. It was great, much better. Do you feel lighter down there or does not feel good? <laughs> hey? I don't really notice it to be honest. Wait, huh? No, I don't notice it at all. That's sweet. Hey, can we touch yeah. on, oh, how'd you call that operation? Vasectomy. A double mastectomy. Mas is it with an M, mastectomy. Yeah, mastectomy. Okay. Yeah. So top surgery, in other words. Yeah. So how'd that go? Tell us about that surgery and what they actually did and stuff. Um, so they kind of cut underneath the breast tissue. This was just for my surgery. There's heaps of different ways to do it. Yep. I didn't need to have my nipples moved. So they were perfectly fine. So they cut underneath the breast and they kind of take out the breast tissue and then they sew you back together with a nice, they try and give you a more masculine breast shape instead of, yeah, the feminine part, but yeah. mine worked out. Well and I've just got scars going just underneath my breast. They, they've gone in natural line with, say, if I had pecs. Yep. Yeah, and they're healing very well, and that's it. Some people get the nipples gone, and they have to get new nipples put on. Yep. Because they're just they're too far down on the breast. But mine were good, so I was very lucky. Oh, definitely. Let, yeah, the less scarring, the better, I guess. Yeah, you feel absolutely. quite. You feel quite confident taking your shirt off and stuff like that in public, or? It took me a little bit to get used to it. I go to the beach. Took me a little bit to get used to it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm used to it now. I can I can take my shirt off. You always worry that people are looking at you. Yeah. Still got the scars. They're still quite predominant. Yeah. But it's becoming more a common thing now, so that's okay. Well, just by looking at you, because you got the beard, you look like a guy. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if I saw you down the down the beach with your shirt off and you see your scars, you wouldn't think you know, it's a trans man type thing. You just think, oh, he's had some operation or, you know, I, I know personally, I wouldn't think no. that you've gone through a change. It's just something that's happened. But yeah, I don't think my mom would go there anyway. I guess it all depends on if you've been educated, what yeah. transgender scars are like. Yeah. If you know what they are, then you'd be like, cool, trans man. But if you, if you don't, you'd be like, oh yeah, surgery. Yeah. Just don't know. You don't know if that person's had education yet. How'd you go with the whole testosterone? Like, did you feel like, obviously guys, well, obviously we take it. Well, I don't take it, but obviously. <laughs> I don't. There you are. There you now. <laughs> yeah, but obviously Dang. guys do it. They're all like amped up and they want to hit the gym and get all roid raging and stuff. Um, how do you feel with it? When you started uh, at first started taking it. I get, I get, um, it was just great. great. So I've suffered before taking it. I've suffered from a lot of depression. I've been yep. suicidal. I've been on pretty much antidepressants most of my adult life. And so as soon as I started taking tea, it was, it just felt right. Like I felt, I felt whole, I felt complete. And it just felt, ah, oh, it's an amazing feeling. At first it was a bit ditzy though. Um, everything was a bit skew iffy, bit ditzy, got very, very horny very horny for a while <laughs> that calmed down now. Um, and I just, I lost. And then I started losing a lot of the female emotions. I started 
just not so I couldn't. So I have sister Karis. Yep. It was hard for me to be a sister anymore because I didn't have the female emotions. Yeah. So that was, that was upsetting. Like I felt really bad for her. I felt bad for my mum that I wasn't a sister anymore. Yeah. But now I'm a cute, like amazing man. So that's fine. But that was a big notice for me. I, I, I feel like I didn't think I'd change much and I changed a lot. Just as I said, like I lost a lot of the female emotions. I couldn't just like little chit chats or small talk about stuff that I really, it just started annoying me. Things started annoying me a lot more. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of feel like one of the guys now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my tolerance for shit got a little less. I don't put up with as much. I'm no depression anymore. Nothing, nothing like that anymore. I'm just a complete, I feel like I'm a completely different person, but the same person, but a better version of myself. Yep. Um, and the tea, when I get close to needing my shots, I can get a little bit ditzy, but otherwise it's a good, healthy balance. Nothing issue with anger. I didn't have anger before. So if you didn't testosterone, don't do that. Like if you don't have anger before that's, you're not going to have it afterwards. Yeah. I don't think so. If anyone blames the tea, then they really got to look at, is there other issues first? Yep. Yeah. Did you go through heaps of therapy and that? Cause you said you were like suicidal and had lots of depression yeah. and everything. And you know what, like that, I didn't even know at the time that was connected to testosterone or being transgender. I thought it was just every time I, every time I split from a girlfriend, cause it didn't work. I, I questioned whether I needed to be trans to be happy every single time. So I've always questioned it. And then suddenly I'd get another girlfriend or something and depression would just come. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm depressed. I had an amazing life, amazing work, amazing friends. I'd be depressed. It's yeah. like, what the hell? So as soon as I got on tea, depression gone, gone, everything gone. So yeah, different person. I feel. Last week. Yeah. Just have a look at my notes. Got any questions for you? Tell us about your music. Give, you some, give yourself a shout out. Where can people find it? Are you on Spotify and that? No, nah, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm more just hobbyist. I kind of yeah. just do it for fun. I love to sing. I've been having singing lessons for a little bit. I sing in my drill quite often. Yeah. Uh, the guitarist, I just learned myself. I bought, I think bought one course on it just to tell me some finger picking stuff, but otherwise I'm self-taught. Yep. My singing, I did, um, I started taking lessons because I found with the testosterone, my voice getting a lot deeper. Yeah. I found it hard to sing, hard to even talk some days. It was very hard. So I got proper lessons so that I could speak better, learn how to speak, learn how to sing. Um, and yeah, so my music, I just do it for fun. It's, it's just a bit of fun for me because I can get my story out there. And I'm found on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and it's just Leroy, transgender musician, musician anywhere on there. And yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to be famous. I like too much pressure for me. Yeah. That's fun though. Definitely a fun. Yeah, thing. It's a good hobby to have. It's yeah. been an expensive hobby or buying all the toys, good microphones, all the gear. They've got the studio in the background, but it's, you've got to have something to do when you're week off with mining. Yeah, definitely. So you've been doing mining for 16 years. Did you say? I have. Yeah. And yeah, down at Boddington now for 11. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing with um, the coming out trans. Um, so I've been at Boddington for 11 years. Everyone knew me as a, a chick. So that was, 
easy. And then I came out trans and it wasn't like a clean start. I had to kind of, it wasn't, a, it wasn't that easy. I kind of still had for a couple of years, I still had to get used to hearing my dead name. Yeah. Um, getting called she a lot, which is okay now. It's good now, much better now. I feel more sorry for the new people coming in when they're like calling me up. Oh, can you get such and such, you know, she, and everyone's like, who's that? I feel sorry for the new people. Yeah. When I got misgendered. <laughs> misgendered. Oh, yeah, misgendered. So when they call me she instead of he. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So with, so the transitional part of going from a female knowing my place to, yeah, have a kind of change into Liam. That wasn't easy. That was easy. I made it look like it was easy at work, but then I'd come home and do therapy. But yeah, as I said before, yeah, I've had therapy. It goes through the, I've got a good therapist. You have to have a therapist. And they've helped me with a lot of stuff. I'm, as I said, I'm very spiritual. So I do a lot of uh, inward stuff on what's happening with me. I listen to my body, why I'm upset, what I'm feeling. So I think that's helped me with transitioning at work yep. a lot. Otherwise, yeah, it might be more of a mess. <laughs> you do that in the drill and stuff as well? Do you like read spiritual books or do you sit in the drill? Yeah, I've got, my, yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of books, a lot of books to read. Or the podcast, love my podcasts. Yep. Anything I can get hands on just to be, just to be better really. And get through mining. Mining is pretty hard when you're sitting by yourself. I like to be by myself, so it's all right. Yep. But yeah. You got to get stuff to get through it, don't you? Do you ever write songs in the drill? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, some, a song will just come to me and I'll just write it. And yep. I'll just write it down and I'll come home, put some music to it and then I'll, like cool next one it's only when it comes to me i don't go out trying to write songs yeah just when i get a bit of inspiration i'll be like oh that'd be a good hook and i'll make a song about that and i do yeah i'll do my singing in the drill so that keeps me busy the podcast i'll listen to podcasts about recording about music about transgender i try to educate i pretty much spend my whole day just trying to learn instead of just sitting there and yeah I do exactly the same. Basically, just listen to podcasts, just download them off YouTube, yeah. and then it would be good if we could actually have our phones in the trucks, but we can't. Yeah. Then you'd have a lot access, like access to a lot more podcasts. But yeah, I do yeah. the same thing. Just listen to who can I give a shout out to there? Like Ed Ed Milet, Andy Fasella, like all these guys I look up to, all these like entrepreneurs. Yeah, I just yeah. listen to a lot of their stuff, and they they motivate you and stuff like that. It's, yeah, definitely not better than just listen to the, the bloody music radio all, all the time. No, you've got to listen to stuff that um, inspires you. Yeah. I think, yeah. With your music, you, you said if you get a hook. What's so a hook is like, so a hook is like the main part of the song where a song can just play and then they play this hook. It can be a music, musical note. It can be a verse. It can just be something that catches your attention and that is the hook of a song. So I can come up with a verse and I'm like, that is a killer verse and I'll make that the main part of the song. Yep. So that's what a hook is of a song. Something that catches your attention. You can have the crappiest song, yep. but you've got a really good hook. So people are going to listen to it. I think, yeah, I think TikTok's probably grabbed a lot of that because all you need is that, because TikTok's normally like that 10, 15 seconds or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's all you need out of that song. And then suddenly, like, as soon as you hear that, the song come on the radio, you're like, oh, it's a TikTok yep. song. I know this one. The rest, of, as you said, the rest of the song could be absolute crap. But as long as you've got that little hook, that's what, that's what grabs you. That's the hook. TikTok's hooks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going in TikTok. Yeah, oh, too much of my time. 
<laughs> you mean like doing the whole like savage love thing before you know it? Oh god, <laughs> I could totally rip that shit out. Come on now. <laughs> I'm so Jason Derulo. Is it Jason Derulo? I think it is. Yeah. Oh my god, he's smart though. Chucking his name because if he didn't sing his name in the song, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even have a clue who, who actually sang it. Oh. But like all his songs, no, like, Jason Derulo. You're like, oh okay, Jason Derulo sings a song. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's I'm not gonna start that. I'm, I'm really shocked at it, like who sings what, like the band names or singers' names. I wouldn't have a bloody clue. If it sounds good, I'll listen to it. Sounds good, you listen. Yeah. So you hook, you get hooked in on it. You get hooked in on the hook. <laughs> yeah, get hooked on the hook. TikTok hey, hooks. Hey, how'd you go like when you're transitioning? I know at work we've got the whole toilets for everybody now, so that's yeah. a lot easier for you. But how'd you go? In the real world, when you're transitioning, going into changing from the girls' toilets into the guys' toilets and stuff like that. Well, that's a lot easier. If I'm at work, I yep. would never go into the men's toilet because I would feel awkward if I bumped into, say, you. Or I'd feel, I would personally feel awkward if I bumped into my workmates. Yep. So I love that I have my own toilets. Fantastic. So yep. I'm just, yeah. But out, out of work, see, that's the thing. Out of work, I don't know anybody. So I am Liam. So I can go to the toilet and not have to worry. Because I'm not, I'm not running into anyone that I know. But at work, it's completely different. I know everyone, and it, I don't want to make anyone feel awkward that I'm in their toilet or their toilet. Yeah. So yeah. Also, in the real world, it wasn't that big an issue. It, like when you're yeah, going through the phase. At all. Oh, that was interesting. I thought it'd be like a lot more involved. But you're like, no, I don't well, know, I don't care. So I pass really good, and I've always kind of been it didn't take me long to start looking pretty masculine. So for me, I passed really good, but other people that aren't as masculine, it can be bloody scary. Yeah. Actually the first time it was very scary. I asked my mate to go in with me because I was scared. What if someone found out and I got bashed? There's always that fear of what if someone finds out I'm trans and next minute I'm getting jumped or something. It's, it's very scary. So I'm, I passed perfect. So I'm not worried about any of it anymore, but other people, it's a very terrifying experience. I've had people, I've heard of people getting jumped because they find out they're trans yep. or you're not meant to be in this toilet. It's like, well, where are we supposed to go? Yep. That's absolutely scary. Yeah, I was just thinking whether I, we can go down that path. Has many of your friends, people that you know, been, oh, what's it? Oh. I'll use, it's probably incorrect term, but you got like, you know how you got the gay bashing and transgender yeah. bashing or you know what I'm trying to say. Have you had any friends that type of stuff's happened to? I've, I've got like friends on Facebook that I hear that they can go to a place and they have been confronted in the men's toilet and that's in a gay club. So, you know, and they've got confronted in a gay club because there might've been a straight person there that found out they're not trans or they still look feminine. Yeah. They want to go to the, men, the men's toilet. So I've had people that have experienced that. Yeah. And they have said that it's, you know, it's pretty terrifying. I, I'm glad I've never had that. That would yeah. be very scary. Um, so yeah, I haven't had, haven't had anyone that I know bashed or anything like that. Maybe just threatened. Yeah. In a gate club by some straight people that are probably just annoyed with life or something. Who knows what they're going through, and they've threatened them. But no, no bashings. I know of only what you hear on the news and that really. Yeah. So it's obviously not as common as what you hear. The verbal can be, yeah. If for trans people, yeah. But in in most clubs now, it's well, in the gay clubs, it's good because they have a toilet for everyone, like we do. 
They're yeah. gender neutral toilets, so we can go there. I'll even go there in a gay club now because I kind of feel more, I just feel more like that's my toilet's going to. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I don't get out much, so it's, I don't know if it's common or not, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Might be more than what I know, but not that I, yeah, not that I'm aware of in my world. How's your girlfriend taken all this, the whole transition on that? Were you with her before the change? Yeah, I met her maybe six months after. And I was still, I was just starting to look a bit more masculine, but she's, she's pretty fantastic. She's, um, she's pansexual. So gender doesn't acute with her. It doesn't matter. You are, you are who you are. That's what and, I was like, yeah. what was that? Pansexual? Pansexual. Means I don't know what you that don't means. go. So pansexual means that you don't go for someone's gender. You go for who they are. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's quite but cool. I'm kind of, I'm glad I kind of wanted to not have a partner beforehand. I kind of wanted to, I stayed single and I met her afterwards. That was something I chose for myself. I wanted to become Liam first before I got another girlfriend. Do you want to have kids down the track? Is that something no. you want? <laughs> That's a simple question. <laughs> that was like a quick, that was quick. No, wasn't it? <laughs> Didn't even have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> How about hell no? Does that is that better? What? Yeah. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> oh hell no! Because <laughs> you you're rubbing your chest. I thought what chest? Hey, like no hell. <laughs> no, I was like hell no. <laughs> Make me shocked. <laughs> no. And uh, she would say exactly the same thing. Don't you worry. She probably said it quicker than me. Oh, that's it's good. Not, it's, yeah, we're not. I'm not a kid person. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I got, I got nephews, and nephews and nieces and stuff. That's enough. <laughs> I love them. I love Karis's kids. My sister's kids are great. We can give them back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah. Um, how we go for time? Another 10 minutes. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Oh, gosh. I've covered, I've covered being trans. Um, not really. I just guess if anyone is listening, when you come across a you know, trans person, be, just be compassionate. We, you know, we were willing to lose our family to be who we are. We were willing to give up everyone we know to come out. I cried when I, I, I decided I was going to come out trans and I seen my good mate at the time and I told her, she was the first person I tell, and then I came home and I watched videos and I cried for a week on the, on the kitchen table by myself. And then... I told my sister and she, she told my parents, which is good. She's helped me come out twice now that closet. So that was good. But yeah, it was to get to that point for me, I was willing to lose my family and that is very scary. So that's the emotional thing to go through. So always just be a bit compassionate. Um, just try your hardest to be, you know, get the names right, get the gender right. That's all really. Yeah. We're human beings. Yeah. How'd your parents take it? Well, they're fantastic. They, they accepted me. Yep. It, um, it, I, I was very compassionate. I was very understanding that they've had me for 36 years as Leone, my dead name. Yep. And now I brought this out and I was very compassionate. I was like, after a few years, they were still maybe calling me Leone, but they said, you know, I had to have a little word to my mother. 
and <laughs> say that really hurt and it upset me. They just didn't know. They didn't know. They don't know anything about transgender, but they've been amazing. My family, everyone amazing. All my workmates, amazing. It, it's, it's flowed so well. I wouldn't have, you know, I, I couldn't have wanted it any better how it's gone. So, but yeah, my family, I'm very grateful for any of them. I'm very grateful. My sister helped me coming out twice. Yeah. That's great. I didn't have to do it. That's nice. <laughs> well, definitely helpful. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think what else really. I think that's, yeah. No, that's good. Um, have a quick look at my notes. If I got anything. I'll just give a shout out to your music again. I know you already have, but just in case yep. people have forgotten, where can they find you? Uh, so it's Leroy Transgender Musician, and that's Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And I'd like to just shout out to all my workmates and anyone at Newmont that has been my major support. Yep. I, I didn't have to quit. I, I was able to keep working, and I'm grateful to anybody that helped me with that easy transition, like, I've, I'm beyond grateful that everyone made it easy for me. Very easy. So I shout out to my workmates, the people at Newmont Embrace, you know, all the truckies that have been good to me. Bloody legends, really. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, drillers are better. Drillers are much better. But the truckies go, <laughs> all right? Oh, truckies got me lost in a minute. life. Hopefully it might come out uh, so, yeah, on the with you guys. Yeah, you come do with me. Make <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. touch on that suicide. Did you actually, because you had ah. suicidal thoughts, did you actually come close to doing it? Well, I was, I, was, I was driving a Harvey one day and I just completely, I'd just seen a tree and I was like, well, if I run into that, I'll be right. I had nothing. I, my brain went just completely dead. I didn't care. I wasn't upset. I didn't think about my mum, what would happen if I was gone. I didn't think about any of that. Yep. And I just, and then I snapped out of it, thank God. Yep. <laughs> and I kept going to Harvey and I didn't tell anyone about it. I think I told my mum, but, and I don't, and that was when I just had a case of depression and I didn't know why I had depression. That was before coming out trans. Yeah. When it was just one of my trend, uh, depression episodes, just a thing I went through and it was, yeah, I just, don't know. That, it, was just um, one -time that it was just a one-time thing that I just felt like, I didn't care if I didn't live. I didn't care what my mother would do if I didn't live. My sister, my family, I just didn't care. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, I'm just glad I slapped, snapped out of it. Took a bit of time off work and came back fresh. Yeah, that's a, it's not a nice feeling when you snap out of that and you think you don't care for that split. Whatever it was, maybe a minute. Yeah. That you just didn't care what it would feel like if anyone, if you weren't here anymore. So that's all gone. That's all behind me now. All in my past. Yeah. I've done a lot of spiritual work since then. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely look a lot happier. You definitely look like you got more peace of mind. Yeah. Different person, really. Oh, you back where you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely different. That, that's also, um, I, I do think if I haven't, if I hadn't done a lot of in-depth work on myself, though, it wouldn't have been such an easy ride. Yep. I think you really got to do the work on yourself. And life gets easier if you do. Oh, it definitely is. You always got to try oh, yeah. to become the better version of yourself from each day, just like that little bit oh, yeah. each day. 
just keep working on yourself, as you said. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. All right. We might wrap it up. Uh, oh, have you got any future goals in the next one to five years? Well, I'd like to get out of mining. <laughs> I say that. Um, what would I do? I'm, a, I'm actually a barber, so I'd get back into barbering and just get out of that gig. The mining gig, once you're in, it's hard to get out. Yeah, it's the money. So, yeah, it's a, it's, but that's why I love listening to your podcast because you get all these people on that have done stuff after, after mining. Yeah. And that's the best part. So that gives you inspiration. You can get out of mining. But yeah, I, I, I keep going with my music, but I'm not doing it to make anything of it. That's just, just hobby. But I really have no idea. But get out of mining is probably my main thing. What is stopping you from just setting up a barbershop in your house, like what Karis has got, and doing it now? I still got to pay my house off. <laughs> you, reckon you, won't, you won't earn enough yeah. doing that? I probably will. Uh, if I can pay my house off and get my certain, like I've got goals to pay my house off and then I'll probably see what's happening after that. But I definitely could do that. Yep. Set up a little barbershop or go work at a barbershop. There's a lot more possibilities to work now than have nothing to do. Yeah, no, that'd be quite cool thing to do. I after. can go work for Karis. <laughs> Would she have go enough work for Karis. on that? Yeah, I used to work for her for a little bit. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be right. We'll see. She's going to listen to this, so she'll probably laugh at that. <laughs> so like, oh, well, come <laughs> over. <laughs> Quit mining. <laughs> and we can change the name, like, you know, Teased and Tangled to Liam Co. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she'd be happy with that. <laughs> Not. Love it. <laughs> Harris right. and Brew. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. All right. Well, we might wrap it up. Thanks for coming yep. on the show. Did you have fun? Yeah, well, good, man. And if anyone wants to reach, I'm very open about my trans, being transgender. So if anyone has any questions, they can hit me up on Facebook and I'm happy to talk about anything. Oh, sweet. All right, I'll do the little outro. Well, yeah, that's a wrap. I'd like to thank Liam again for coming on the show. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for listening. Please tell a friend about the podcast and have a fantastic day. All right, bye.